0: And hello everyone, welcome back to Top of the Card, the wrestling podcast with five people, but we're down one again because CT's out. But it's a wrestling podcast and, I mean, we're not timely, but we are opinionated. We've got a lot of things to talk about here, Top of the Card pod on Twitter, Top of the Card podcast on Spotify, on iTunes, on all that fun stuff. I am one of your co-hosts, Scott. CT is off on assignment. He's on vacation. He'll be back in a bit. But uh, we do have Red. Red, how are you today? I'm good. Uh typical
1: day, woke up early, long day at work, but no, I'm good tonight. GMAG, how are you doing today?
2: A lot better than I have the last week with the cold, so I'm doing great.
0: That's a good segue over to Bear Me. Is it allergy season? Bear Me, how are you doing? I'm I'm actually doing good today.
3: I think allergy season is uh, kind of passing. We're getting into the really hot weather, the summer weather. It's hot, but the humidity's kind of low, so it's not too bad.
0: But I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself, Scott? Uh doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Uh the, the running joke as always is tired. Yes, and yes, it still flies, but not nearly as bad as it has been, so it's good there. And it's hot. For Canada it's hot. It's like 30 degrees Celsius in the last couple of days and it's it's been rough here. <coughs> CT would laugh at it cuz you know, whatever California, shut up. But uh no, it's it's been good. It's been good. Um let's jump in because we got a lot to talk about. We did do a skip week before and uh Some news happened, and then a lot more news happened, so we're going to jump on the big, big news that we promised to follow up on from last time, and that's Apollo Crews in NXT. (sighs) Yeah, I'm kidding. No, it's, like, that happened, yeah. We we did promise to follow up, and he's doing some promos and stuff, and it's kind of interesting, and we'll see where it goes, and it seems to be more long-term, because they're kind of queuing him up to do a comeback? I don't know. But then Jeff Hardy stuff happened. Um... Yeah, it, it, he got arrested. It was not good. And he got pulled from AEW, he got pulled from Triple A Triple Mania, replaced by Johnny Hardy, which was a very funny uh, additional last name for John Morrison. Johnny Nitro Johnny Impact, you name it. Um Yeah, th- the Hardy thing, I, I know a lot of it. It's like, "Oh no, again." And we've seen that with Sunny and there's been an actual death in a vehicular accident with Sonny and we're worried about that with Jeff either for himself or someone else and that's the priority here obviously the only way he can go back to AEW they have said is if he completes rehab and Jeff has agreed to it and I know people have started to say that that puts his whole leaving WWE into perspective because oh maybe he was on something when he left no not necessarily that's the, the, the worst thing you can say because he probably was clean And the problem is he did fall back off the wagon. And that's even worse. And there's really not much we can say about the specifics here as far as opinions. Because, yeah, he did it. Yeah, he owns up. And, yeah, he does what he does. And we move on. It led to changes on matches and whatnot and, like, multiple promotions. That legitimately is secondary compared to everything else of what could have happened. Because, I mean, he was drunk driving let's be honest here and bear me i i i think we shared the uh, uh breathalyzer score and it was like very very bad if i remember correctly right yeah it was it was insane it was like a point
3: two, like nine or something i don't want to say like 0.29 to 0.24 two, two, it was really high for being that drunk at like 11 in the morning or 12 in the morning or yeah. something like that like, i mean that's I'm not yeah, I'm not one to criticize people for drinking or drinking in the morning, but drinking and driving and being that drunk in the
0: morning—it's
3: a bad combination.
0: What is it in that state? Like .05 or .08? I I forget.
3: Yeah, .08. It's .0 like oh something. Like two beers, pretty much.
0: Yeah, there's there's no there's no right or wrong. Like, get a ride, get something else handled, do something else. Obviously, that's the main thing we're going to say here. That that's that's my part of it. Like, you're you're Jeff freaking Hardy. You can get a ride with somebody. It's yeah, I don't know where really else to go with that one, uh, unless anybody else wants to chime in. There, I'll, I'll send it around to Red and GMSG. Uh, bear me if you have any more you want to say. Because, yeah, it's news, but there's not much we can say about it aside from just being like disappointed, legitimately, but also glad he's safe, glad he's getting help, and I don't know what to go from here. Like, it. it it's easy to go down that rabbit hole of saying he was walking wounded when we last saw him on the last podcast. We talked about how banged up he was. Did that lead to him going down this path again? And no, no, here we are. Like it, I, I, We're not blaming anybody like AEW with that. I'm not, at least. But it's a correlation of most of these wrestlers having these kind of addictions or these vices is due to coping with the pain and the travel. Well... Jeff Hardy, you do that and what happens? That's why I always get worried about Darby Allin. So, guys, anything else you want to say on this one? I thought it was a low point 2, like remember what you remember saying? no, it was point 294.
2: That dude almost hit was it, four times the legal limit. Like, jeez. That's nuts. Yeah, it's just awful.
1: My my only complaint is the legal system here sucks. It's your third time, and they let you out of jail holding for $3,000. At that point, they should not be let go at all. But uh, I I smoke, but I know never to drive. Just walking around that house high is hard enough, but the fact that you're going to get behind a car is just irresponsible, and I have no remorse. I don't care if it's addiction. I don't care. You put other people's lives at risk, it's on you, and I don't think you should be able to drive ever again.
2: And the crazy thing also with Jeff's, like, DUIs, like, usually it's like, oh, this person was drunk, he was swerving, he was going slow and that. With Jeff, it's almost always, he's going, like, way past the speed limit, too. Like, well, it's usually th- really crazy.
1: This one says he was going about half of the speed limit and swerving all over. So, this time he actually was doing the exact opposite. Thankfully.
3: Yeah, he was going, he was going like, 15 miles an hour. Jeez. But yeah, they said that, um, but yeah, with the DUI thing, I think it's like, if you get three or, or no, it's four, if you get four DUIs, don't quote me on this, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure it's four, that's when you serve jail time. So, that's usually, I, I think that's how, how many it is, because he's had three, and I think that's within 10 years, so if he gets one more, he'll probably definitely do jail time.
2: I think it's like it would two be in within mind. a year, and like... Three or four within like five years, you get your license revoked, like lose it.
1: Yeah, well, that's yeah. That's the other thing. Is, yeah. he didn't have a license at this time; it had already been True. removed. He yeah. just said, yeah. fuck yeah, I'm still going to drive. It's the crazy thing, yeah. aff- which I, tells you I, that it's not yeah. working. It, that that didn't work either. Like yeah four times right. is I. I'm that may be right, that may be wrong. I just think that's absurd. It, the first time you made a mistake, so be it. Second time, shame on you. Third time, three strikes, you're out. Like you should not be able to go out. Like that should be minimum jail time of a year i don't get why he
3: just didn't uber somewhere like if he's in the city like that
1: like why didn't he just go and like if he was going
3: to get more like let's say he was going to get more beer if he was going somewhere like
1: he was not traveling
3: in the states oh he, he was traveling, traveling back to
1: north carolina yeah it was Florida. after monday night i think or
3: after oh the, the weekend the never, show. The, yeah the, this
1: is the other issue part of it is you just sleep that- it off <laughs> it's in the morning he was heading back to North Carolina for a head scan of some sort that AEW was sending him to do. Because of the whole concussion, I guess, or whatever, from all the uh, stunts he's been doing, they were sending him to get his head scanned. So, not only was he drinking and had head issues, but he was driving multiple states. I don't know.
0: Even I have if no remorse. you take out that he was drunk, even if you take out the head scan, whatever, still driving a license. Like bare bare minimum, there's issues. Like, but then put all the other crap on top. It's like, ah, guy, no. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. We can we can talk about the legal system and the penalties till we're blue in the face because there's issues there. Obviously, I, I alluded to Sunny earlier, okay. and it's there. There's not much we can say about that. Um, we're all in agreement here. It's it's ridiculous to th- th- this should needs to be stopped. Like, th- this the last one should have been the last one. Right, like when we heard about Jeff Hardy, just shortly after leaving WWE, back in what what was this, two thousand eight or two thousand nine? I'm trying to think back to, or two thousand ten even. I'm trying to remember what it was, but he had just left WWE and then got into one one of these situations, and it was like, oh, WWE wrestler Jeff Hardy, and they're like, no, he doesn't work for us now. <laughs> like it was it was yeah. that quick. That should have been it. Like, you were WWE champion, world champ, like, you're top of the world, it's your wake-up call. Like, this happens, it's all thrown away. What are you doing? To get there again, there's bigger issues. And that's only stuff he can work out. And hopefully everything gets sorted out and he takes care of it. Honestly, if the wrestling lifestyle leads him down this path, I'd be fine never seeing him wrestle again. Because I don't want him to be in that situation. Period. Like, that goes for anybody, obviously. But that's, if that's what's causing it, man, I wish he hadn't left WWE because I don't think they would have let him be in this position. I'm not saying that as an anti aew thing, but I don't know what their wellness situation is. I don't know what their policies are. I don't know any of that. All we know is some of the NFL, Jacksonville Jaguar stuff. I don't think he would have gotten to this point in WWE. Actually, we know that because they wanted to do testing. He said no. His right to do so, but they were concerned and they were trying to do what they did someone somewhere let Jeff Hardy go do this. And it, it's, yeah, it's himself too. But I mean, you can throw the blame game around all, all day long, but he's trying to get out there and he's beating himself up and he gets to this point And yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's regretful. We, none of us want that for Jeff Hardy. We all want to see him and Matt doing a hall of fame speech years down the road, talking about those crazy things. We don't want Matt on his own pointing up at the stage at the ceiling like we, we don't want that nobody wants that so yeah let's go to a more uh, positive t- I don't have a more positive topic because Vince oh Vince okay so Vince McMahon is being investigated for three million dollar hush fund settlement of a sex thing with a former employee that left. Now let me let me say that again, <laughs> because they were doing an investigation into a three million dollar settlement between Vince and the former employee that he had an affair with. That let, let's be let's be clear, they both did it. it it's a two part thing, and then to keep her quiet, they agreed on a three million dollar settlement. So I know, even like the dirt sheets outed her name. Well, I mean, she's the victim, but also it's 50-50, so we gotta remember that. But yeah, don't put the name out there. It's under investigation, for crying out loud. Uh, It's not the adultery. Let's be clear on that. They're not investigating him for sleeping around. Whatever about the wife and the not with Linda, that doesn't matter. That's not what it is. That's a moral thing, sure. But the fact is that the board has an investigation going to find out, hey, where'd that $3 million go? That's what the problem is. (laughs) He used company money. Vince McMahon, who has all this stuff, all this money, he's founded companies to run the XFL, all this stuff, used WWE money to do this. That's a problem. Then there's further allegations that John Laurinaitis is involved in additional ones, as well as Vince. Not additional, like, sex money settlements, but additional implications of problems and things. Uh, He's apparently been removed and is replaced as talent relations head by interim head. Bruce Pritchard. Vince stepped down voluntarily. That means as much as you and I know it does, because it just means he's not in charge right now. Uh, As CEO and uh, chairman and Stephanie is now the interim chairwoman and interim CEO, which is quite literally her position reported to that, so it makes sense for her to step in there. And he's still in charge of creative, though. And it's been on TV twice, and it's been ridiculous. But that's all been happening and the the fact that Vince isn't in charge, but like he is, but isn't, but is, but isn't because he's doing creative and that's still like, I don't know. And apparently Stephanie doesn't get along with Kevin Dunn who already hates for his camera cuts. Just because he's gone doesn't mean they'll stop. It'll take time to get those people trained and whatnot if that's their product. just I've done production. That's part of the process. Um, The entire aspect of this is absolutely insane when you really get down to it because not only is Vince McMahon currently not in charge legitimately of WWE it's Stephanie but Stephanie had just gone on a leave of absence like a week or so prior if even that to focus on family issues there was allegedly her being buried in internal company memos and stuff even to the press on press releases about how it wasn't voluntary because I know Talk, look at the pat mcafee show vince if family doesn't work out you got to get rid of it and he doesn't like people leaving the whole shane stuff and that could be what's going on here I'm trying to bury stephanie but now she's gonna be the one saving it if you see your family legacy getting burned you come back from your leave when you step in so that's what she's doing um there's a lot to unpack here there's a, a lot to unpack here Uh, I'll toss it around in a second here, but the main thing that kind of caught my eye that really made me focus on this is the whole idea of that three million dollars. Because I've said this back for two years now when we talk about the budget cuts on talent releases, about how they get all this profit and they can spend it on them. Well, it all goes down to a budget person. Because I've done this kind of thing. I deal with invoicing and budgeting and how that works. And we only have so much of a budget. Even though the company makes all this money. We get this much to spend here. They get that much. They get that much. You got to be good with it. If you spend too little, you won't get as much next time. If you spend too much, you didn't do it right. So the talent department gets X number of dollars based on all whatever's going on. Because that's how much they get afforded. And if they can't afford everybody, they do it because of budget cuts. That's it. But when you look at that and you get someone spending $3 million on something that was approved in some budget somewhere, that's where this becomes a major investigation because if they've been releasing talent for two years because of budget cuts and there was a slush fund of $3 million spent to keep someone quiet about a sex thing, well, why didn't that $3 million get allocated to other departments? Why didn't that $3 million get other stuff? What other things are there? Who approved that? What other bad things did you do with the budget? And this suddenly becomes a major, major thing, not just Vince slept around and paid an intern or not an intern, forgive me, but an employee that left. It's a big, like this is the ramifications are ridiculously huge on what this could be. It's not just going to go away. So yeah, GMSG, you want to follow up on that from me there?
2: I mean, oh my God, it's so crazy. And this is also after the XFL issues just the other year, too. And that was be- just as the pandemic hit, so... Yeah, um, with the Stephanie coming back thing, I think she just took a break because she had to fill help fill in when Triple H got sick. And I can't imagine the stress at home was even good either, so... Um, yeah, the WWE's in a weird phase right now where everyone's getting shifted in and out for the heads of things because supposedly Triple H is back at NXT as of, like, today, I think. And John Laurinaitis got pulled, and... Yeah, I wouldn't even be shocked if, like, Paul Heyman starts helping on SmackDown. It's, like, starting next week. I don't think Vince is coming back, like, full-time ever again.
0: Feels like a bit of a farewell thing with him saying his little then-now-forever and welcome back the greatest star. Like, it's... he, It kind of feels like he knows, and he's doing what he can while he can. He's also very
2: old, too. That doesn't stop
0: him, though. No. No, he had a match with Pat McAfee, and it was fun. This year, at WrestleMania. <laughs> Red, what's your thoughts on all this stuff?
1: Uh, uh, maybe I'm incorrect, but uh, $3 million came from his own funds, not WWE's
0: funds. That's not like, what the article I saw said.
1: I'm pretty sure in the New York Post, they said it was his own funds. The biggest issue that they're looking at right now is that the employee got a $100,000 bonus. And Vince passed it on to Laurinaitis. And that's the bigger issue that they're looking at, that this person got a 100% pay increase just because she was sleeping around. But like I said, the 3000000 million, I'm pretty sure, it came from his own pocket. They're not even really—I mean, as an ethics point, yeah, they're looking into it, but there's nothing really he can they can do to him if he paid for it for himself. Fair. I really don't think he did anything wrong. The sleeping around and the $3 million, hush-hush money— I really don't see anything. That's their business. That's prerogative. Like you said, it takes two people to tango. Now, the $100,000 increase of pay, that's a whole different story because that is coming from uh, funds from the company, not his anymore. Yes. At that point. With all this said, I agree. I think this is his swan song. I I know the big issue right now is they're saying Lord Nice is going to be the fall guy. He might be, but I think... Vince, because the other big thing that just came out is now there's five uh, law firms that are investigating WWE. For the same exact issue that uh, they think they found more NDAs, and they're trying to figure out where all of them came from, where what they're all for, who's paying for them, blah blah blah. So it's 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 spider webbing. It started with just this little email that they got a few months ago and now it's this big ordeal that everyone's looking into everything that they're doing, which I think they should have because for the longest time, how many times has WWE got away with murder? I know that's extreme, but there's so many things that you can look up WWE's like, sourness and find all these different issues they've had throughout the years, and they just like, eh, for WWE, what's going to happen? Well, now it feels like somebody's finally putting them to the fire pit, and it's like, WWE won't go away, but somebody has to pay. And I think I think Vince is going to go, you know what? I'm done. It's uh, I'm going to sign myself out and let it pass on. I don't think Stephanie's the right person. I think, honestly, she should be Triple H. But at least it's staying in the family
0: at this point. The idea of the NDAs, forgive me, I didn't mention that part. Because the whole thing was she signed an NDA where she cannot talk ill about it or the company. Or to even discuss it. And yeah, there's more being discovered. And that's, like I said, that's that web of, okay, so who's how is all this happening? Who's all involved? Is it McMahon? Is it Laurinaitis? Are there others? Who did it from the other side? Like what kind of practices did you do? How did that affect your employees at that time? Like they might find someone who was there from 2012 to 2014 and then they left and got silenced from NDA or whatever. Well, if they negatively impacted people during those two years... That's a problem for those employees under them and, 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 and like that, that's the kind of ramifications it has on a, a structure like that. And that's part of why you're not supposed to have even relations within the office with a subordinate or a superior, like it is generally don't do that. It's just a thing that's conflict of interest, but bare minimum, it's not like some places have it as a policy. Some places just frown on it. Some places, whatever, but it's that's just is part of why you don't want that. Now, the 3 million thing. Forgive me, because the very first story that I saw about it was talking about how it was the board is investigating the $3 million. Well, if they're investigating his $3 million, who cares? It's his $3 million. It's not related. So forgive me, if I have that fact wrong, there you go. I will retract that. Absolutely. But they still, if it's the, the doubling of her pay and whatnot, there, there's still the issues there that goes with all the NDAs. And... Even the NDAs, that's legal fees involved to get them. So you've got lawyers who are knowingly doing these things, getting paid to do it. The budget people and the accounts payable people doing that part of things. Like, it it's not just Vince paid someone. It's corporately all of these extra parts and no one's going, um, hold on. Or they did and got NDA'd, right? <laughs> like, it's how how far does this go? How bad is this? And yeah, it's... It's not, it's not a good look. Now, a lot of people are saying, I'm not surprised, it's Vince McMahon, who, who's really surprised by it. Yeah, there, there's a level of that, but also, it's, it's that case of it was inevitable, but nobody expected this. People just thought, like, he was a weird guy who didn't like sneezing, and had weird opinions on things, and awkward story ideas, and was just a blowhard that worked harder than anybody. It's, you know, eccentric, like a Howard Hughes type. Dude's weird make a good movie later on. But oh, no, there's illegal stuff? Uh-oh, that's bad. That's bad. Cuz like I said, sleeping around, it's unfortunate, but here we are. Like that's that, that that's what they do. That's like I'm not going to advocate for it, but there's nothing wrong with them doing it in as far as a company aspect. They can't punish him for that. But <laughs> don't sleep around. Don't do these things and it goes both ways. Don't sleep with your boss. Don't sleep with him. Like, yeah. Yeah. Barry, me, you haven't said anything here yet. What have you got on this?
3: Well, first off, for the uh, the NDA, that's between two people. As long as it was consensual, I'm guessing it was. They signed it. That's fine. The whole passing her off thing to Larenitis, if that's true, that's just messed up. Because if, at the time frame, Lared- if it's true, Larenitis' wife was going through brain cancer and dealing with all that stuff. So that's really shitty. But you guys are saying this is uh, Vince's swan song. I don't think it is at all. I think this is a power play move that he says he's going to be here every week, and he's going to be here till they drag him out. He ain't going nowhere, unless they like literally force him out of there. He ain't going to go nowhere. Somebody's challenging his authority. He's not going to get. He's not going to be like, alright, I guess I'll just give in, give up. He's never been like that. He's he's the Teflon Don. He's bulletproof in his own mind, and until they physically get him out of there, he'll be there till the end of time.
0: In my opinion. I mean, you're probably right. But if the board does what they do and they get rid of him from a corporate side, he'll still be Vince McMahon on television.
3: <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere. Like, he's, he like, as happy as he was last week, jumping down those stairs. He For a guy that's going through all this stuff, he seems pretty happy about it. And I think that he knows that he's going to beat the rap. And I think that's what's going to happen.
0: It is awkward to think, too, about Laurinaitis being involved in all this stuff. When he is, again, the guy doing the the releases and the talent stuff. It, It, again, goes the idea, like, if he's doing these things, and if he's doing these illegal things, and if he's doing these illicit things in the company, on behalf of the company, for the company, from the company, and he's dealing with all the talent relations. That's not good. That's, I mean, obviously, but it makes you wonder. Some people get released. Some people don't. What did they do? What didn't they do? What did they know? What didn't they know? That's pure speculation, but that's something they're going to have to question now and go, well, did it interfere with your job? Did anybody get affected ill because of that? Hopefully not. And I'll be honest, probably not. But you never know is, at this point. Like, Is it true that Kevin Dunn's actually gone?
3: Or is he? Or is it just a rumor for right now? Because I know they're investigating for what insider trading.
0: Oh, I forgot about that part. Yeah. Um. The, the he he dumped what like 1.2 million shares or something prior to the article getting out. Um. Whoever yeah. did that, that's insider trading. So, for those unaware of that, if you're aware of something that could actually be impactful to your company and act on it before the actual thing happens. That sounds like a smart move. That's insider trading. <laughs> That's, you're not allowed to act on that. You know something that will hamper or damage it and you're getting out. Now, it's not like playing the stocks from the outside because you don't know what's going to happen. That's it. But you're an insider. That's right. There, there you go. So apparently he did that. He dumped a lot of stock awfully conveniently before the article went out and he's one of the top Vince Yes Men for a long, long time. So odds are he knew. Odds are not strong for him just happening to see. Oh, there's an article coming out. I better dump it. Cause he could have that could be all it is, and that, they'll investigate and it. Just, if all he knew was there's an article about what I don't know, but I don't trust it. Yeah, all right, that's not insider trading. But if he knew, <laughs> if he knew what was going to happen, it's real bad. Especially if there's NDAs, which means nobody should know these things. That, yeah, yeah. But it was for millions. And he might do jail for that. That's white collar crime big time there. And that's a bad one too. So it's not looking good. And I know people are probably be excited because no more Vince running things and no more Lauren Eisenhardt of talent, no more Kevin Dunn for, for the cameras editing. And it's, it's not, it's not that so much as the fact that there's a ugly, ugly set of executive corporate structure going on in there. That's getting rooted out. Good. I don't, care if it's Vince or not. Vince did all this stuff with wrestling since the 80s onward and whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he also did this. That's bad. That's, yep. And if they turn out that he didn't, okay, he allegedly did these things. Let's be clear on that, but...
1: I'll say one last thing, and I know this is just a rumor, but it got announced today that Triple H went back to the Performance Center and saying he's back, so I'm not saying all those people are out now Triple H is coming back, but... I'm very interested because Triple H's product has been better. I mean, we saw black and gold compared to current NXT, and I personally, I prefer the other brand.
0: Well, 2.0 so is
1: Triple H. was also Triple H. Thought 2.0 was Triple H's, like, one, two month in, and then was gone.
0: Well, but still,
1: 2.0
2: is his. It. Yeah, Sean's yeah, been running it through Triple H.
0: Like, it's still his. Uh, yeah, that was debunked a long time ago. We've talked about that before actually that's that's long to be fair he's not been running it so his fingerprints are not directly on it so there is an aspect there to be fair it's been a long time that was what october november i think it was when when he went down with the heart issues um it is interesting to note because of all the corporate stuff that kind of again allegedly rumor whatever it is but a lot of people from the corporate side Muscled out Triple H or muscled out Stephanie of these things, and it was the corporate people here, and blah blah blah. Suddenly, there's executive issues and people getting out at that level, and here's Stephanie and Triple H back. Not saying it correlates things, but it lines up very interesting to, to go along with what you're saying there, Red. So, we all kind of hope the NXT black and gold would be the future of WWE. Eventually, Stephanie and Triple H would be in charge of everything and running it. Oh crap, it's happening now. What? I, huh? Nobody expected that. Nobody expected this to be why. And it's not going to suddenly be, oh, it's better now. No, 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 it, it, that's the wrong takeaway from this. Uh, amid, uh, amidst everything going on, but it's a possibility all the same where, yeah, this could go back towards the way we like things. Right? Like you said, with Triple H is actually involved in it. Cool. It's too bad they got rid of all of the trainers they were using at that time. Um, I think, except for Matt Bloom, I think he's still there. And, like, the fact that Regal's gone and all the other guys, it's like, it's a big, 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 big issue. But we say that, but 2.0's been fun. It's just not the same, right? So um, Sasha Banks apparently has been released. I was hoping we would know or not by now, but that's been apparently a rumor for, like, a week that she's gone. Oh, I got nothing. I, I don't even know what else to say to that to turn anybody over on that one. But like the rumor is she's gone and people are like, oh, they need her. No, they, they've they already moved on t- twice over. Like they don't need her. She doesn't need them either. Let's be clear. She can do she'll do fine anywhere she goes, if, even in acting. And whatnot, she'll be fine. Uh, she's very good, though. Like it's it's a loss to lose her, but it's not like they're going to collapse otherwise. But when you think about her dealing with the execs and the situation with Laurinaitis, <sighs> yeah. Not implicating that they were involved in anything or there's anything going on there or they knew anything, but... You talk about the treatment of the women the women's division, you got guys doing sex stuff in the office. Well, not in the office, but you know what I mean. On company time, paying office. for it. It might be. We don't know. So when you've got these people trying to get better treatment of women for all this time, and Stephanie hopefully will do that because Stephanie created women is is the long-running joke. Uh, that might be better representation for the women. Maybe Sasha does come back. Maybe not. Maybe Naomi does. I don't know. We don't know what's going on. And that's kind of weird too. And there was... People pointed this out. There were some photos of the crowd signs and a Sasha one was blanked out. That's weird. That's... I uh, haven't seen that in a while. That's, that's an odd one. But at the same time they were showing a celebration of somebody winning and aired footage from, like, eight years ago during, like, a live show a little while back. I forget what it was. I think it was the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Something happened where it's like, oh, that's a weird clip that people found from 2011. It... Don't trust everything you see because that's how the digital media stuff works, so...
1: Honestly, I would not be surprised if she shows up at... I I know it's AEW New Japan, but Forbidden Door because... When she walked out, the rumor was she was in the middle of trying to get contracts because hers was coming up. Her contract could have just ended oh, true. with this, this last week. So, she could be straight up free agent yep. and show up this Sunday. If her contract's she's over, th- she can go. Exactly, yes. She's
2: she's still on the website. She's not released. They would have I Thought removed they removed her, her. No. from the
1: store. Oh, oh yeah, I thought they, they moved her from the, the roster as well.
2: No, her name
3: yeah. her on there. Okay, okay so that
1: was only MJF that did both.
3: Okay she came out on social media not too long ago with a post it wasn't on Twitter I don't remember exactly where it was probably Instagram saying that uh this is the reason she doesn't get on social media as much is because every single day there's another rumor and everybody's spreading mm-hmm. all this disinformation so you know I until Sasha or Naomi come out and talk about it or somebody gets released I think I'm just kind of over this whole thing I'm just yeah. going to wait to see if they come back if they get released I mean you know I don't want to I don't want to make up any rumor or you know Anything
0: like that. so. And speaking of MJF, that's the thing, too, where we've heard nothing since. Which goes back to what I was saying last time on the podcast about the idea of, you know, wanting to find out what happens, tune in Dynamite, follow the Instagram, follow the Twitter. There, there's nothing. He's been scrubbed. That doesn't draw you to watch. That's just gone. He's gone. Like, it's not there. Is that part of the story when he shows up again? Sure, but that's weird. Like, it seems like an awkward way to do it because it's already cooled off because they've moved on. (laughs) Right? Like, if it's story, they moved on. I edited that last podcast, and I heard myself say quite a bit, maybe Tony Khan was really enough of a dumbass and gave that man a live mic. More and more, I kind of believe that. Because we saw the same thing about how Warner Media said, do not promote Jeff Hardy anymore to AEW. The same exact thing we saw about MJF. Now, that could have been a story thing for MJF, but the same thing happened with Jeff. And that was based on reality. And it's poor taste to do that, and MGF came first. But I—if if it is a work, I'm buying into it. If it's a shoot, goddamn Tony Khan's an idiot. But that's another story. Uh, let's talk about a more positive thing. And it's not just because it's WWE, but it is more of a win for WWE during all of this stuff. Uh, I wrote it down as Roman Riddle rating. Because Jimmy G, we always follow the rating stuff. And they pulled a $2.5 million for that match on SmackDown?
2: Yeah, I didn't expect it to be that high. I was impressed.
0: And that was, that was just... their highest rating in months. That was what? I think a two-week build? They announced it, like, next week or the week after?
2: I, I think. If even
0: that. Yeah. It should have been a pay-per-view match. Like, let's be honest. It's ridiculous. It's not a Money of the Bank. But it's is a good match. And it drew. Nice of Roman to show up. I mean, so did Brock. But, yeah, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, I know that rating's been there, and we actually were just talking before the podcast about AEW having some rough ones, but they're dealing with, like, preemptiveness and other sports, bouncing them around, which we've talked about for for months. It's been a problem, and I've known that. Watching Raw for years, seeing it gets bounced around, sometimes with the dog shows and SmackDown and stuff. like It it hurts a product when you get bounced around. That's why Fox often would cancel shows.
2: Sadly, the last two weeks they haven't been preempted at all,
0: and they've had low numbers, right?
2: They've tanked, like five hundred thousand for a dynamite, I think, or seven hundred thousand. Like it was bad. Mm-hmm.
0: Like they were coming Their close to a million like for a while. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm.
0: I think when I wasn't thinking they were hitting a million, they were like point nine, point eight, maybe a million. But they're half that. Again, I'm not clothing or anything. It's not that, but it's like that's rough. That's rough. That's what I keep saying about number two. It's not bad because that's well above and beyond anything that ROH was doing or Impact or anybody else. Let's be honest here. It's, it's know, a they... clear-cut number two. That's not bad, but it's not what they want when they're trying to be number one.
2: The injury bug, people being released, people being suspended, it's, it's just a bad combination, especially with – even though they're not going like preemptive now, but they're going head-to-head sometimes with NHL games – they were going head to head with NBA games. It's not a good time for them, especially with the discovery stuff. So, the Tony kept having people from the new uh, owners and that show mm-hmm. up for Warner Media.
0: Which again, l- we need to say they aren't the AEW owners, but they are the television owners. So, if they're a television product, which they are, yeah, it's like saying like. Th- they... Many TV shows aren't made by the network, but they're funded by it. And that's the situation here. So it's a case where the money's coming in from elsewhere and they're on the network. If they get the network pulled, they got nothing. They're going to be dark and elevation. And you never know. The, that's twice. If, if they had, if MJF was legit and now Jeff Hardy, that's two in two months. It's not good. Uh, but they're also happy with what they're doing. They'll, they'll probably put more influence and put more flex onto them. I don't want to be that guy to say that thing, but I've seen network stuff before. I've seen how it goes. They might not be happy seeing all these people not from the company being promoted on a show, even though it's for a co-promoted show with New Japan. They might be like, put more time to your own talent on your talent show. Like, don't, don't share it with someone else. We're not getting anything out of that. It's look at the ratings. It's actively hurting it. I'm not saying it's a direct correlation, but a network executive will when he looks at numbers. And that doesn't bode well for that sort of thing. But if they're a vanity project that keeps doing that, hey, whatever. You, get, you do what you do. So We can dovetail into Forbidden Door with that because I do have Slammiverse around here. We'll end with a, a back and forth here. Forbidden Door is this weekend. It is Dynamite Night. We're not going to run down the full card. But it is rather interesting that it looks like going into this, there's no Kata. We already knew Punk was hurt. Danielson tonight confirmed he's not going to be there or for Blood and Guts and he'll have a mystery oh, yeah. opponent and About Okada. I was gonna say, I, w- I was gonna turn it over. It is Dynamite Night, though. So what's going on, Red? Do you know someone that showed up? As Akada soon as you showed it. up, Literally as I said, it. As you're starting it? It. nine sixteen p.m. Eastern, guys. There you're, you go. Maybe
1: five seconds ahead. I, I wielded into existence, and that was it.
0: Okay, so yeah, no like Okada. Okay, so no more Okada. Uh, no kata rather. We have Okada. Goat Kata as Birmies called them. Okay, so we got Okada. Mm-hmm. I was actually thinking the world title match would probably be White, Okada, Cole, and Page, so we'll see what happens there. Who knows? But I know a lot of people have said this card doesn't look like it's a dream match fest like they were hoping for. And I kinda knew that from the start. Like I didn't see anything as dream matches. Saber and Vandelson's the one that was like, Yeah yeah, yeah do that. I love the Orange Cassidy-Will Ospreay match simply because that's crossover. That's New Japan versus AEW in, like, the key ways. But the freaking Triple Threat Tag. FTR, ROH, and AAA Tag Champions defend the ROH belts against the IWGP champs, Great Ocon and Jeff Cobb, and Roppongi Vice, Trent Beretta and Rocky Romero. Why are they there? Why isn't it the Young Bucks, the AEW Tag Champions? That makes no sense. They're not even on the card. I mean, they might be by now. They're adding four matches tonight. Like that—that's a dumb match. Why is that even there? What is Roppongi Vice? That I don't get it. Because especially with the box, they're AEW guys with New Japan history. Uh, works as the thirteen I don't know. Moxley's beating Tanahashi. Like we're not. Let's not kid ourselves. Like, it's. I don't. I just. I wish there was, There was. More I wanted for this card. I'm excited for it, but I'm not like yeah dream matches. There aren't any <laughs> like. There, there really aren't any dream matches I had going into this. So I guess that's a, a an unfair thing to say. Um, all CT said when I asked him for any words for this is he said, "bury us softly, Tony." So there's your reference. Red, are you looking forward to New Japan and AEW's Forbidden Door?
1: I mean, I'm looking forward to a wrestling show. There you go. I, I still don't know half the people. Like I, I know what they are and who they are, but I have no backstory. Mm-hmm. But I'm still. I mean. Everything that I'm seeing, I'm going to be having a good night. I know that much. I don't need to know the story to have a good match.
0: They well, it, What's interesting, too, is CT's mentioned this a bunch in our live event chat, which go to our Discord. You can follow in there and follow along. Uh, the idea that they're doing a lot of crossover matches early, which helps get the audience aware of who these people are, but it also gives away a bit of the specialness. Like We saw Cassidy and Osprey last week in a face-off. They faced each other in a tag match tonight. So we've kind of already seen them go at it, which does build towards Forbidden Door, but it takes away the, oh, I can't wait to see it for the first time. I've already kind of seen it now. Like, Moxley, Tanahashi, yeah, they held that one off. Yes. But, I don't know. It's it's kind of weird, the feeling of giving away all these matches. I maintain to this day, Samoa Joe versus Minoru Suzuki for the ROH title, the first time, would have made sense here. But so would a rematch. Just do it again. Like, rematch it. Have... Suzuki wants his rematch, Samoa Joe Suzuki 2, ROH TV title. Okay, that sounds awesome, I want to see that. Nope, Suzuki's part of a random mishmash tag match where all the matches are AEW versus New Japan, but that one's got mixed up teams where there's some AEW New Japan on both sides. Then there's a four-way for the other new all-Atlantic title I made fun of last time. And then there's a women's match, which is just AEW. I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Bare What about you? You got Okada. Are you happy? Yeah, yeah, I am. I am pretty happy that Okada's there. But who's he facing? Do Okada's...
3: we know? I I have no idea. I have no idea what's going on in that match. Everybody, like McKenney's in the chat saying, I don't know who Jay White is facing. We don't know a lot of this, but whoever Okada's going to face, it's gonna it's gonna rule. I hope it's Hangman, but it'll probably be a Fatal Four Way. And that match will be really good. And I'm excited for Zack Sabre Jr. Those are like my two biggest things. Mm-hmm. And even though I don't like Will Ospreay with almost every bone in my body, I really like Orange Casty, so I know that match will be really good.
0: Yeah. Will Ospreay so, is a I'm, right prick, but he's very good.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm – yeah, I'm I'm kind of excited because Okada showed up, so he's going to be there, and like I said, Zack Sabre Jr. So I'm, I'm kind of hyped for it, but – the wrestling will be
2: good. I just don't know where everything
3: goes after this event, so we'll have to wait and see. So
2: it, Yeah. It might actually be a tag match, and it might be Okada and Hangman versus White and Cole by oh, the looks really?
1: of it. I prefer that. Not even a title match, huh? Oh. Yeah. Well, because
2: it looked like Cole and White were trying to tag team on Hangman. Okada showed up, and then like they are back-to-back, and then we looked at each other, and then, I don't know. It, I'm not... A, after all yeah, that
0: right. about teasing a world title match between Okada and Hangman, and then Okada and Hangman and Adam Cole, and then Jay White and Hangman and Adam Cole. It's a tag match. It might be. Ooh, that's it, rough. That's they rough. Won't,
2: they're not answering anything, and they just keep booking tag matches for the show just like they did the last pay-per-view. Like, that's a rough one. Can, can you learn? Like, the young Books are in a random eight-man tag.
0: It's not even a case of we're not happy with these matches, but the pay per views on Sunday. Like, let's figure this out. <laughs> Just let's do it. What are we doing? are probably not going to announce anything till Friday
3: for Rampage, aren't they? Like, that's when we'll probably figure it all out. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's, it's,
0: yeah. Yeah, if you follow along with the Frontline Prediction League, FPL, uh, that's going to have its prediction page up. Well, by the time you hear this, it's long after, but we, we're not waiting. Because we don't know what the hell's going on with this card. CT—he's not even here, but he's posting stuff tonight. That's—that's <laughs> that's how we're dealing with this live, as you hear us talking about it, thinking about it. at Nine twenty-two p.m. It's—it's it's a thing. So yeah, we're running with what we got. We're going with it. We got enough of a card. It's fine. It's fine. Jimashi, anything else you want to say about Forbidden Door? You, you before even this, you were thinking like they're gonna bury New Japan hard, right? I,
2: I still do. I think Osprey is good, but. Everything else is up in the air. To, like, if White's defending, it's how he's retaining. But other than that, I just don't – Like, okay, if they're on either side of a tag team, they're going to technically have winners. But I don't think it's going to be, like, them doing everything. But there's like, Suzuki's a side piece for Jericho. Yeah. And it, it's just – It's weird. But they're, they're co-promoting yeah, sp- it.
0: They're co-promoting it, even though they said at the next AEW pay-per-view, and then their press release with the sp- the company that does all the uh, feed providing to bars and theaters and whatnot just says AEW's pay-per-view. Like you know, they're co-promoting it.
2: Yeah. It's just weird because some like half the build of these guys that haven't even been their champions. And I mentioned it in our group chat the other night that I realized. Like, I know there's an inaugural champion and, oh, yeah, an interim champion for AEW. But before tonight, on Wednesday, there was only one AEW champion, and that was Thunder Rosa. Everything else was ROH champions, AAA champions, IWGP champions. Like, there wasn't any AEW champion yeah. except for Thunder Rosa. Not like, even
0: the Young Bucks. Until now. So wait, they have an 8-man tag. So what are, who are they against at Forbidden Door? What's their ridiculous match?
2: Oh, you're gonna love this. It's... Oh, let's go. Oh, it's not on the Wikipedia, yet, so I have to go to the actual tweet.
0: Because the AEW World Tag Team Champions, yeah. two-time champions, brand-new champions, are not in it's... the match against the New Japan Tag Champions, as well no, as... Young Bucks. Well, I just want to say this, the ridiculousness, it's... because... FTR are not defending the AAA tag titles in that match, even though they have them too. They're, it's the ROH tag. Oh, okay, so Young Bucks, go for it. Uh,
2: Hikaleo and El Fantasmo versus Sting, Darby Allin, and two others. They won't oh, even say who.
0: God. Yes. So the Young Bucks, H- mm-hmm. Hikaleo, who's, you know, he's all right, and El Fantasmo, who's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Fantasmo's cool. I like him. Um yeah, ELP's great. But Sting, Darby Allen, and two others.
2: Yep, probably from New Japan, I'm guessing. I
0: be- probably. I don't even know. Oh god, it might it might be like legends. It'll probably be legends, they'll beat up all the young guys. You know, like Sting.
2: I'm I'm worried, because the last time the Bucks were in a tag match, it involved the Hardys and they both got injured. Now we have Sting in there, possibly. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And Darby almost killed himself too recently. So yeah, that's a, that's too a great f- matchup.
0: Two face painted guys. If they can get Great Muta, they would. But he's in Noah right now, so or is he All Japan? He's not there. So it's 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 elsewhere. So yeah. Oh, uh, Mr. Partners, goddamn it! It's just promote the card. Do we at least know, is it Penta or Malachi? Malachi. Malachi, damn it. So Penta's I, I not even on that the card. Was right on that. Penta's yeah. not even on it. So it's Pock, Malachi, all right. Miro. Miro, interesting. Tomohiro Ishii, which is fun. What the hell is that? Like, thanks for coming to Miro's f- I'm the First Champion party. But,
2: f- yeah, people are saying, like, right now, like, we don't know who's at Saber Jr.'s face, and we don't know who's Sting and Darby are teaming with, and we don't know about that fatal four-way tag. Whatever's going on with White, Okada, Cole, and Hangman.
0: Yeah. And it's a fifty-dollar pay-per-view in the states. It's it's to it's here, Canadian, by the way. And they're not even telling you the whole damn thing. That's that's sketchy. That's not cool. But yeah, wrestling, wrestling, it does that. Let's move on from Forbidden Door. If more stuff comes up in the next half hour, we probably won't even be going that long because we're coming up on our hour. But uh, we'll see what that is. And I just want to close out on Anniversary stuff because that's Impact's 20th anniversary. And it was a fun show. I think we all enjoyed it. I truly haven't spoke to anybody since about, oh, what'd you think about it? So let's do that right now. I liked it a lot. It was very fun. There was some great stuff. Moose and Callahan was great. The world title was what it was. Eric Young did what he did, even though he, no one really thought he had any chance, but it was still a good match with Alexander. The TNA craziness was fun. To see them pull out all the stops with the guitars and the spears and the best moonsaults ever is, is, is fun stuff. The Impact Originals was ridiculous with their tag match against Honor No More with the lead fart of Davy Richards, even though it's him and Edwards, which is kind of fun with Dixie Carter to start. That match was chaos and insane and had Hebner and... Yup. Yep. The women somehow made Queen of the Mountain work. And even the reverse battle royal kind of was okay. Like, nothing was really bad overall. Except, well, nothing really. Nothing stands out to me as overly bad. So, I enjoyed it for the most part. The Good Brothers should not have won. That was ridiculous. But, uh, otherwise I liked it. And yeah, WWE let AJ Styles do a video for it. And he thanked them specifically. And so was Sting on there. And Kurt Angle apparently did a cameo, Look like. But, uh, GBC, what were your thoughts on this?
2: Uh, it was a good card. There was a lot of craziness to it, and I started realizing near the end, or after the show, because I was talking to Beer me afterwards, that there was just complete, like, they have bad pacing of Order of Chaos matches because the Monsters Ball, the 10-man tag, the regular tag team start off with a brawl, the women's match, like, they, had, and then even the main event had, like, carnage and breaking and cheating and that, like, it was just nonstop near the end of just, ref interference brawling weapons like separate your matches with that type of stuff like, you don't want to do that near the end over and over and over
0: yeah we never did a gmsg counter but we probably could have it would oh, have been have. all of them i think honestly if we look at it but yeah
2: it felt very AEW because now also i'm remembering the women's tag even out interference again
0: i think you're right it was good yeah
2: it was good but god the good brothers winning and, and oh just nightmare
0: yeah, that's that's the the worst part of it because the Briscoe is really. I mean, if anything, it means the Briscoes get to be two time champions, and that seems like a, a for a, I almost said a forbidden conclusion, but it, I'm worried it will be a forbidden conclusion. A foregone conclusion is what I'm hoping for, but we'll see where we go. Uh, Red, what were your thoughts on anniversary? I didn't talk to you much toward the end. Did you make it to the main event or not? I, I can't remember.
1: Yeah, I saw Jordan Grace at the top of the ladder.
0: Oh God, here we go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll be honest though, like. I, why have a match where the tip is you go up and you bring like you hang the title up like i didn't yep. understand that concept and yeah. then the other one was mike bailey you're supposed to get the title and they go to the ground they awarded him the match while he was still up in the air. like uh, whatever if the rules are the rules follow the rules that's all i have to say but the 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 whole show was an impact show it was very fun i mean it, it was nothing Cool, like crazy cool, but it was fun. It was good matches, and I'm nothing to remember by tomorrow. I mean, hell, GMSG says he doesn't remember, and it was what four days ago? Yeah, Three days ago. So, like, that's that's basically how you can tell how the show was. Is it really wasn't memorable?
0: Hey, bear me. I know something you'll remember because yes. we all we all screamed. Um, this this is the one part that I remember. Moose got power bumb on a trash can upside down.
3: Oh God, yeah, that like was, it was just oh, standing yeah. up
0: upside down. It wasn't like folded. It was like you're gonna hit the hard part and he did. That's one part I remember. And him eating a hot dog <laughs> moment of the night.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that woman said like what she said some curse words to him or something. I can't remember what she said to him. She's like, Fuck you or something like that. It was something like that. You could you can edit that out.
2: But like I think it was something like that or it totally was a motherfucker something.
3: line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I will say two things that I didn't really like about the show. And I'm not going to – this isn't This isn't me crapping on Speedball Bailey because I'm glad that Speedball won. He is really over. Impact's obviously really high on him. I just don't like the fact that all, every time that Ace Austin gets this X Division title, he loses it right away. And then they just don't know what to do with him for the next – till the next time he wins it. So unless this is him losing and then they're going to build him up to eventually be the one to beat Josh Alexander, which I don't really have faith in, I don't know what they're doing with Ace. And that kind of – annoys me. And the other thing is, yeah, it's 20 years of Impact, so what did Impact do? What they always do. They put the title on the wrong people. They put it back on the Good Brothers. Sex Ferguson, you know? Just, that rubbed me the wrong way. But uh, other than that, I really enjoyed the show, like, I enjoyed Queen of the Mountain. Uh, that's that ladder spot with uh, Diana and Chelsea where they went off through the tables. They're all right. That was great. Mia doing the whole Shelton Benjamin like tribute where she just shrugged and then went up and did like the the flip. That was cool. And Jordan winning it's cool because she's one of like their people. and She got to make history like Tasha did with the, uh, being the first X Division champion. And Rosemary and Taya winning. That's cool. Yeah, it's just, it was overall, it was just a really good show. I would say, I, I agree, I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun in voice chat. It was it was a lot of fun. And it was chaos, it was impact. It, it did it for me. It was it was well worth the 30 bucks I spent on it, so.
0: Yeah, I think it was a fun one, and they're probably going to get on you for saying Tasha was the first X-Division champion.
3: Oh, I mean the first women's... Because
0: uh, uh, um, Tasha was defending.
3: Yeah, no, she won the first uh, Ultimate Women's Ultimate X. That's my go. bad. Won the first Women's Ultimate X. My bad.
0: Man. Yeah, because Jordan was trying for that title, so I know like I, I was wondering which one you were going for with that. So okay.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I meant to say. Thank you.
0: And yeah, Speedball won. thats awesome. Canadian, so I like him a lot. Extra, but he's just a lot of fun. And yeah, the commentary and the rules was a bit weird because they said okay, they got to get the belt. And get it down to the ground. And then he just posed up top with it. Because normally they get it and they fall down with it. But he was on top. So was that a commentary gaffe or whatever? Because normally you don't need to bring it down. You just need to have possession of it. And like people have won before when it fell. And the person below caught it. So it, that's impact being impact. Um, the, the worst one though was when they said Jordan Grace has to clasp the title when she hangs it. And she just put it up there and didn't clasp it. It's like, ah, uh, that one. Yeah, that's just some coordination with your commentary team and your, your wrestlers and your referees. Let's be like, all right, you got to do this. Cool. <laughs> like this, uh, you can just, uh, the little things to iron out, but it, the problem is they stand out huge, like Red said. So a little, little unfortunate there with that, but I can work around it. The moments were still pretty cool, the, the two of them up top for that kind of thing. And Barami's a sour about the Good Brothers because he was in a submission match with CT, he was not even here to gloat. No, and I'm, I'm not even mad I'm just disappointed and, in fact for that like, and a submission match in our um, our league is you, you, your you're top lock your your most the one you think the most is going to be the one like you put your highest score on it but a submission match you put your one pointer on it because if you get your one pointer wrong you submit and Beremy was that confident on the Briscoes retaining and he lost it all right there even though you would have won handily otherwise. <laughs>
3: I I could have put it on any other match besides the Battle Royal, which nobody got, and I would have won. Yeah. So I'm disappointed in Impact for doing an Impact move. Impact. Putting the title on a person that didn't need it.
0: Three-time champs, the good brothers. (sighs) Impact gonna Impact. We all kind of knew they would in some way, but yeah. I think the coolest thing overall was still AJ Styles on it. We all wanted him to be the mystery partner for the team, right? Like AJ or Joe... They were trending. Abyss was trending. Yeah. It would have been cool to see one of those guys like AJ Styles actually returning for a one-off, because Impact is on good terms with WWE clearly. Uh, so that would have been neat to see, but nah, it it didn't. So a bit unfortunate there. But he still had that video package, which was really really cool. And yeah, Shark Boy won the reverse battle royal. Who he never won anything in Impact before, but this is kind of that cool thing where it's like, hey, Shark Boy with with a bit of a gut. Uh you win this one, it's a celebration. It's it's fun. So yeah. Overall I liked it a lot. It was it was it was fun. It was good. And uh yeah. That's um that's a good positive way to kind of end it. We we, we don't have anything else to say here. We hit our hour just about. And anything more on dynamite or are we good to go to send this one home? <laughs> oh something that. happened! Alright, <laughs> GMSG ha-
2: you're up. we we have another stupid eight-man tag. Let's go. But there's two. There's two. Man. Wait, two well, more? Yeah. No, no, no. Just one added more. Oh, we have God. the we have the tag team confirmed of Darby Sting. Oh God, what are the names? Shingo, Shingo and Hiro, God, I can't Shingo speak. Shingo Takagi,
0: right. who is the KOPW nope. champion. He's a former IWGB World Champion. So that's he's a former World Champion in in New Japan. Okay, and probably Hiromu Takahashi. Yeah. 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 Who's like their best super junior, like their best junior heavyweight like of all time. He won the, the Wait, super juniors three times in a row. But do you want to hear their buy-in match? Well, hold on, buy-in? Okay, first off, hold on a second. So, this is like putting, <laughs> let, let's call it what it is. Let's, that's like saying we're going to put John Cena and Rey Mysterio on the kickoff in an 8-man tag. These are equivalencies, and I'm probably overshooting it, but not by much. They're on the buy-in? Who? Oh, God. Okay. So who are they against? Not well, no, on the no,
2: no. buy They're not on the buy-in. Oh, there's there's a... an eight-minute tag that's on a buy-in. That's another one they added.
0: Wait. Okay. So who's? What's their match then? Hiromu and. It's Shingo Hiromu,
1: Sting and Darby versus. Oh, Young they're Bo- in that one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Leo and El Fantasma. Can you tell? Yeah, there's too many all... of
0: these goddamn matches. Yeah, that's actually going to be interesting. It's bullet. <laughs> It's
1: Bullet Club
3: versus Dudes with Attitudes. That's what they're calling themselves.
0: So. Oh, my <laughs> God. You know what? I don't hate that team, but why? N- n- mm. Okay. So what's the buy-in match? Is it Hook and Gun. Danhausen somehow?
2: Mm. No, it's Gun Club. I wish. And Max Caster versus, and forgive me, the way the typing is, it's really bad reading. Like, the letter type, or what is it called?
3: Uh, it's, uh, the, the New Japan Dojo. It's the Pond, thank you, The Pond. Yeah, the DKC. Ke- Kevin, Kevin Knight. Or Alex the...
2: Coughlin.
1: Coff- oh, Coughlin!
2: And, God, the way this one looks is weird. uh Yumera. Like, it, the writing is weird. You Uemura.
1: Yeah. I, I just realized the Gun mm-hmm. Club is actually Billy Gun as well. Yeah. Yes.
0: I thought, okay, I thought it was the acclaim, okay. No, no. the, uh, Bowens is hurt. Yeah. So the Ass Boys with Daddy Ass and the guy who called them, well not the guy who called them that because Danhausen did that, he did all that work and Max Kass who's going to rap on these guys oh fuck versus, yeah. uh, let, let me get this straight who is it again on the other side it's ahead, the New Japan Dojo so Alex Coughlin, absolutely yeah. all day every day, that's awesome Yuya Uramura, who's a lot of fun, we've seen him on Bloodsports a few times, Red, he's good he's actually really good, he's good um, the DKC, Kevin I don't know who that is it's a, str- a guy I've seen on strong tapings. And Kevin Knight, mm-hmm. same thing. I don't want to talk negative, but w- Red, we a point. I don't know who these guys are. So.
1: <laughs> I'm going to get to learn who and, DKC
0: is because DKC versus Hook on
1: Rampage this week.
0: Oh, God. Okay. Well, he's going to lose. And
1: um, that uh,
3: the, there is a fatal four-way. It's going to be White, Paige, Okada, and Cole. That will
2: be a four-way. For the title? Yeah. Uh Yes. Yeah, so we have two Fatal 4-Ways, oh, two if a sets, sets of 8-man tags, a triple threat tag, and a 6-man tag.
0: Now, again, we have injuries clearly messing things up, because it was supposed to be Punk and Tanahashi. It was clearly supposed to be Danielson and Sabre. Right, like, that, obviously. Moxley was probably going to be in there instead of uh, Shuto Imura, you know. Uh Or Umino. Uh, oh. uh, probably. So Eddie, um, Moxley and Wheeler probably was the team, but like things get screwed up, things get whatever. But we don't need that six-man tag, two eight-man tags, two four ways. Like we're and gonna, triple threat tag. And a triple threat we have just tag. Got a
2: straight tag on that one.
0: It's, like I said, it's even the wrong teams. Like looking at this, honestly, I'm more excited for Moxley and Tanahashi and Osprey and Cassidy simply because they're just straight up (laughs) one-on-one like thunderstorm thunder rosa and tony storm i love like i'll give tony credit that's that's i like that i'm sad i missed that breaking news oh god
3: um excalibur said it will be the newest member of the Blackpool combat club that will face Zack saber jr at the forbidden door
0: so get your claudio castagnoli predictions going the former cesaro because that's people who thinking or he's going to be the maximum male model with Max Dupree over on SmackDown, if he goes back to WWE, who the frick knows? Who the hell is that going to be? Could it be Gresham, people were thinking? Is he going to join that? Woods? I don't... I don't know.
2: I mean, Woods has faced uh, Yuta like three times, right? Yeah. Kind of makes sense. It makes sense
0: if they bring him in, yeah.
2: Hell, Silas Young, who knows? He's had him on.
0: So Hook and Danhausen aren't on the pay-per-view. In any way, right? No, I think they're going to be on Rampage. Nice.
2: Yeah. We have ten matches now.
0: With, like, 40 people. Mm Mm-hmm. And they'll still probably announce more on Rampage. Where's Jade Cargill? Like, you couldn't
2: find a single opponent for her?
3: Uh, she's probably facing Athena, I would guess.
0: I don't know. Sure. They announced probably yeah like okay forgive me don't get me wrong I'm not against having Tony Storm versus uh, Thunder Rosa on this show but it's a crossover show why is that there right like we don't we don't have a straight up Pac versus Penta match it's there's New Japan in it every match has New Japan in it it's a it's a co-promoted show why, why is there a straight up women's match? I know New Japan doesn't have women's matches, but then, sorry, somebody from startup. you don't have you know it. I mean? Like, yeah, that, that's a weird yeah. one. It's a straight up one-on-one that's like, okay, we're gonna watch Thunder Rosa defend against someone who didn't win in the tournament. Like, honestly, yeah. if it was Thunder There's Rosa ten. versus Britt Baker as a rematch, it makes more sense because Britt won the tournament, not that we necessarily want to see that rematch again, but it makes more sense than the person who lost the tournament. Right?
1: Yeah.
3: There's ten matches announced for this card, though. I mean, one with a pre-show. So you probably will get at least two more matches, maybe three, announced no. on Rampage.
2: Stop. I'm so glad I have Monday off now. Oh, my God. I'm sorry for everyone that has to work Monday in this group. What's up?
3: <laughs> I wish I was going to this just because it's the Okada again, but... Zack
0: Sabre Jr.
2: Here the pacing of this show is gonna be off it's so bad.
0: I'm like now it's like are the Bucks like Sting's team's gonna win? Yes, like period dot. That's happening, or mm, the Bucks team wins and that gets us Bucks versus Sting and Darby. <sighs> See, we're into this conversation now, and nobody wants that. I know one thing: Max Caster's team is not winning on that. <laughs> no, I know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that is the one, one of the,
2: like, two uh, matches that straight up New Japan's winning, and I will agree to that.
0: I mean, it's Maybe against the dojo guys, so I don't know about that. Um, Even though Kongo is out I of think, the dojo.
2: Uh, yeah. God, this card's... Cool. They could have just done non-title match, like, not for the titles, Thunder Rosa versus Jade Cargo. That would have been a cool kind
3: just show- of cross Showcase
0: part. them. Yeah. Showcase them. Show the New Japan audience what you got.
3: Yeah, that would have been dope. No, there's no way Sting's team's losing. If they have Shingo and Hiromo on there, they're, yeah, they're getting
0: this damage. The one that stands out to me is kind of like, I'm thinking of New Japan guys that are big omissions. It's probably G.O.D. Tamatonga is the big name missing, as far as I'm concerned. Uh... Thankfully, the Good Brothers are an impact, but who knows, right? Yeah, yeah. Penta's not gonna be on the show. That's a big name. Just give me Tamatoga versus Panda. That's all. I'll take it. You know, God versus Lucha Brothers. Let's go, do that. That's a dream match. Ooh, yeah. That's a legitimate Time dream match. Do that. That's all. I, that's all I ask. I don't want these eight-man wonky <laughs> bullshit things. Give me an actual dream match. Santana Ortiz put it there. I'll take a triple threat on that. I don't care LAX is one of the best teams that gets to do nothing throw them in Why is it Eddie and LAX? They were a thing now. I'm just going into this rant <sighs> <laughs> All right, any last words we got 13 minutes left of dynamite anything else happened in the, the time we talked about this yeah, Archer <laughs> in a match finally he oh they remembered he exists
1: <laughs> yeah, it's Archer and Jericho versus Moxley and Tanahashi.
0: Oh, yeah, I know we, we we yeah Main event yeah, that was coming up. Yeah, you let's Yeah, so Lance Archer's not in the pay-per-view for one Moxley and Tanahashi are facing each other for the interim title and Moxley's been chasing after Tanahashi saying he's been ducking him for three years So they're teaming
2: I'm shocked they aren't doing like some form of battle royal or something.
0: Yeah, and Jericho and Archer makes no sense. Like, why, why them together? I don't... <sighs> it's I said this before in our Discord chat. It seems like they were given a layup. And they've missed. A, I'll still enjoy much of the show. I feel like I'm not downplaying it. But it's not what so many were like, Oh, it's finally happening. No, it's not. And it never was. <laughs> Even but. though the injuries, it still wouldn't have been that match because these matches still would be here, even with Danielson versus Sabre. We'd still have this eight-man bullshit. Like, it's like,
2: better than it was this morning, though.
0: True. But I'm, I'm pretty sure most people would think they'd rather just straight-up see the Young Bucks versus a New Japan team for what this is than this eight-man thing. You know what I mean? That's my opinion of it, but... Your mileage may vary. That's why we have four people here, usually five CT. You... Imagine, imagine our frustration, and just amplify it for what CT'd be thinking right now as we are actually feeding him info as he learns about this. So that's gonna be fun. But uh, oh, his vacation is ruined. Oh, is it? Has he said that? Or do no, we just, know, just know, know that? No, i making jokes. Yeah, no, it clearly is. Like we all know. We all know. Uh, yeah, we'll have fun with that. We'll hear from him next time. Uh, we're not letting him get off without. Commenting on this. He's got to be here for the post Forbidden Door podcast. My God, we're not letting that one go without him. But uh, we'll leave it there because uh, I'm scared they're going to announce five more matches and three more things I'm going to be upset about on Forbidden Door. So we'll stop. Thanks, everybody. This has been Top of the Card Pod. I almost said it's been Forbidden Door. That's how riled up I am about it. But this is Top of the Card Pod. It's Top of the Card Pod on Twitter, it's Top of the Card Podcast on Spotify on iTunes, on all those places you get your podcasts. It is bi-weekly, so we'll see you in two weeks when we complain about this stuff and follow up and we'll see where Apollo goes and all that great stuff. But thanks again for everybody. Have a good night.